0: Uh, I put out a post wanting to talk about different theories, maybe conspiracy theories around the coronavirus. There's a lot of things that are going around out there, and lo and behold, the guy that I'm I'm going to uh, interview tomorrow, and somebody that I've interviewed before on my show, you know, dropped that line like, "Hey, dude, don't you think you should be looking at this instead of trying to spread like misinformation and just you know your opinions of uninformed people." <laughs> and so i was like oh yeah shit you you kind of got a point there buddy but i still want to talk about it (laughs) (laughs) well
1: let's be clear i am not a scientist uh i (laughs) i am not really an expert on any of this i just have a theory
2: (laughs)
0: This is the nowhere to go but up podcast, and I'm your host Sean Dustin. Tonight we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, there's something that I was listening to about uh, the coronavirus on the Sam Tripoli podcast or the the Tinfoil Hat podcast, uh, hosted by Sam Tripoli, and uh, this one actually was number two ninety, and it had Doctor Shiva Ayadurai. I'm probably screwing his name up and Eddie Bravo. And they're talking about, uh, COVID-19. I'm going to p- play a clip that was a uh, pretty interesting, uh, to me when I heard it,
3: a uh, doctor, you, uh, you put out a tweet a week ago or so that went viral. Um, and you're, you know, it's pretty hardcore. You were saying, uh, what, what a, a lot of us believe, like this is some kind of, um, uh, like the media is blowing it, uh, way up i mean hyping the hysteria and there's like some deep state element to it as well well can you you want to talk about that tweet or yeah so i i, I want to talk
4: about that because when i define the deep state right i, I see it not in just some you know terminology that i mean there's I, I see it as something very real that's occurred to this country probably starting around 1970 in 1970 what happened was uh, there was an amendment called the mansfield amendment um At that time, you know, when the Vietnam War was going on, uh, a little piece of a very large military budget was dedicated to pure science, Eddie, uh, pure basic research. Right now, that little piece of this huge military budget may seem fractionally small, but it was relatively massive in terms of money. So if you were a researcher at Princeton Advanced Institute or some AT&T labs, you got like money to go do some really cool research, Eddie, without any Without having to go beg for research. You followed him chasing money, yes, yeah, writing yes. up stuff. So it was a, in some ways, it was a very good era in research up until then. After 1970, when the Mansfield Amendment got passed, it basically said military research could not go to basic research unless it was for weaponry. So all that little money, which was a lot of the military moved over to institutions that were politicized institutions like the NSF, NIH, et cetera. What that did, Eddie, was the really Passionate, uh, honest scientists had to become not only a scientist but a business person to survive in these big institutions like MIT, Harvard, etc. They had to bring in grant money. Okay, they had to find good students. They had to go, you know, strike deals with businesses. Okay, that's why that Harvard professor who was arrested—he was quadruple, quintuple dipping. He got his salary from Harvard. He was bringing in fifteen million grant money. Then he was striking deals with China to ship students here and there because he was part of their th- th- talents program. Two thirds of the professors in the major institutions pro- are violating, doing criminal behavior right now under the ages of the, they're doing collaborations and et cetera. My point is the scientists had to become an academic, which became, which is now the oldest profession in the world because what they do is they chase skirt for money. Okay. Oh, you want me to say CO2 is a pollutant? Great. I'll say that. 40 million to MIT, okay? You want me to say that vaccines are the cure-all? Great. You want me to keep my mouth shut? Great, I'll do that. Because they have been, they're in a business. They're in a freaking business, not doing science. So when I talk about the three legs of the deep state, you have academia. And by the way, Senator Fulbright brought this up. He called it the military-industrial-academic complex. The next unit you have is the complete suffocation of academic... Discussion or discourse or free speech, okay? In the old days, people went into academia, Eddie, because it was a haven. You could do cool research and you could get away from all the politics. And that was called the path to tenure where you could really do research. Well, now they get rid of all the rabble rousers and you get all the automatons. Yeah. And science has moved. So you bring down free speech. You eliminate open discourse. You have people like Mark Zuckerberg and his wife who control Facebook They own, you know, vaccine institutions and they do all sorts of interesting mechanics so they can put it as an institute, act like the Bill Gates Foundation. They're saving all the darkies in the world in Africa and India. Right. That's a pitch that they do. It's neo missionary model. Seriously, that's what they're doing. okay? And as a part of that, what's happened is you move science away from the scientific method, which is a humble activity to scientific consensus. Okay, yeah, 97% say the sun goes around the earth. Yep, it does. If 97% say CO2 is a pollutant, yeah, it does. If 97% say we need vaccine mandates, yes. If 97% say Corona is going to kill it, everyone follows that. You know why? Because they make money off of it. So you suppress freedom. You get fake science through scientific consensus. and, And because of that, now you create a fake problem and a fake solution promoted by the fake news media. And the end result is we fuck up our health. Excuse my language. Okay. we destroy the health, not only of our body, our infrastructure. And now you have 500 pound overweight people. They're not they don't have the energy to go fight for freedom, truth, freedom and health all get suppressed. And so what I'm saying is that is what is going on. And the deep state I'm talking about, the coronavirus, man, is freaking awesome for them. Look what they do. (laughs) It's amazing. They you have. Hong Kong was blowing up. Right. Freedom. I mean, I'm talking about the deep state at a deep level. I'm not yeah. talking about the Chinese government or Putin or the Indian government or the nationalist governments. I'm talking about there was a movement in in uh, China, in, in Hong, Kong. Hong Kong, there was a movement here in this country against, you know, medical free for medical freedom. We want a major thing down in New Jersey five days before the coronavirus hit. And then you had a movement within China in Wuhan literally 180 days before where the people of China were going out to the streets and fighting for anti-pollution, okay? There was a huge incinerator plant that was supposed to be right in Wuhan. 10,000 people were out there. No one wants to talk about this. It's out there, We're brutalized, and suddenly they disappear. So look at it, complete suffocation of dissent. You know, everyone's supposed to shut the hell up now. Oh, vaccines are the only truth. So you suffocate dissent, Second thing they've done is you've collapsed the economy. and third thing that you've done is uh, what's was the third thing I said dissent, uh, you, you, you've taken out you should I forget the tweet Freedom. You know. Um, but you've essentially attacked the economy, you've, you've basically uh, collapsed dissent. go and then down get rid of
2: Trump, basically
4: at that point,
2: right? I mean like this is all you I, 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 have at this thing, moment. The
4: other thing is to really fundamentally take out you know a guy that was elected. By the people, by working people who didn't want it to, you know, have everything focused on, uh, on, you know, stuff like transgender and gay issues. I have a lot of friends who are gay, right? But that's not that doesn't affect 99% of the world. So the entire focus of the elites was these small issues, which don't affect the majority of Americans. Healthcare costs, manufacturing being taken away. So Trump came and addressed those issues. The globalists in the United States and externally did not want to even address this anymore. They were putting mo- money in China, they were putting money all over the world. For America sure. was secondary to them at that point. I mean, doctor, if you take a look
2: at what's going on, let's look at what's going on. Uh, a couple places have been exempt from the shut down your business, right? Walmart, Amazon, Uh, everybody is at on at the news is all showing up to work. They're all collecting checks. I mean, if it's so bad, how come everybody at MSNBC and 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 CNN are at work right now? What about the homeless? And what about the fact Mm -hmm. that they they, they're having super Tuesday today? And we have a we have a uh, a candidate running for the DNC that is obviously senile, lost his mind against a guy. And listen, dude, I'm not a Bernie Sanders guy. I'm not at all. I think if Bernie Sanders made it up against Trump, he'd get the floor wiped. Well, out. he'd get destroyed. But what we're seeing is a guy get kneecapped again. I think Bernie Sanders in on it because you know he's been a politician. Ray Sanders is part of
4: the not so obvious establishment. Okay? I agree,
2: man. So, yeah. but but we have a guy in Joe Biden that nobody has any faith in, and like. This is the guy they're going to try to get. He's number one to, to uh, the general, well, and then they're going to try to kneecap anybody who tries to take him out too. It's so obvious what's going on right now.
3: I got a question, doctor. Um, uh, back when the virus first hit and it was just in Wuhan, uh, the the mainstream media they weren't going crazy that crazy over it, but like the on the underground i don't know if it was fake or it was real but there was a lot of videos being released that they're incinerating bodies and there's thousands of bodies that they can't cremate them fast enough everyone's dying people are just dying all it were those was that faked
4: i don't know man i mean i, I it's hard for me to know cuz i don't have the but what i can tell you uh for, you know i i started looking you know if you look at the sars virus and the mers virus we're supposed to be, you know, they're zoonotic viruses, right? They go from uh, a bat, right, to a, some intermediary. In the case of the SARS virus, it was a rat, rac- uh, I think the dog raccoon. In the case of the MERS virus, it was a camel, and then it comes to a human. Now, what's interesting with this virus, and, and, you know, they, and if you look at a virus, they're made up of nucleotide base sequences. This virus has about 1,500 base sequences, and I've read some of those papers that people, there's a, a, there's a serious question on was, did this take place through normal mutation? Okay. Or was it engineered in some way? And this is an interesting question. You have people like Tom Cotton saying what came out of a Chinese lab. There's other reports that I've studied, which are very fascinating because, and again, these are all unverified because we can't get access to the data, but it shows that there were four strains of the coronavirus. So imagine like a branch of a tree, four different strains. And if you look at it, the central branch, was at Fort Detrick in the United States, okay, which is a biowarfare lab. So when I first heard about it, I said, wow, this is interesting. My first gut reaction was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a, you know, American nationalist, but did this come from the United States, okay? Um, because the, the the some of the data shows that they still haven't found patient zero, right? Meaning who first got it, you know, if it came from a bat, who first got it and then it spread to the other people. Out of around the first 41 people they found, 13 of the people, they don't even know where it came from. And that's why some people have asserted that it came from outside. Okay. And the variety of the virus, the coronavirus apparently in Iran is a little bit different and same the one in Italy. So it, you know, if you want to take the approach, I mean, again, we don't have all the data. Tom Cotton says it came from the lab there, but the issue is, It could likely have been engineered. And what's interesting with this virus is, remember I said you have the big bubble and the virus sticks to it? Yes. Uh, I've said this from the beginning, is that it's clear this has a higher infectivity rate, right? But a lower mortality rate, right? SARS had, I think, 15%. Mir's had 40%. This says, we don't know what it is because we don't fully know the denominator yet. But it's clear it infects faster, right? Which means that when they... It or it or nature, whoever engineered that protein, it sticks better. That's what's called the infect, right? Because if it sticks better, it can take over the molecular machinery, and you get infected. So it's clear that it has definitely a higher infectivity rate, a much higher infectivity rate. Um, so you know, if you want to take the conspiracy theory, if, if I, if you wanted me to conjecture that, so I look at it this way. You know what? We want to get this guy Trump out. Okay, let's just. Um, this is a thought experiment. Okay. Um, you have Bill Maher openly so- saying we need to take it. We need to. We're we we we're willing to take a recession on the economy. That's he doesn't give a damn about anyone else. We need to. We need a recession so bad to get rid of this guy. Okay. Now broadly, the elites who control the ebbs and flows of the economy—they didn't hit Obama with it, right? <laughs> Equally much worse virus. And remember, the point is. The people in power can control the economy. They can decide crashes when they want with how they manipulate monetary policy. Well, they didn't do it to Obama, but when Trump comes in, they do it now. And that's why I call this bio-media warfare. It's biology mixed with media and it's warfare on a sitting president in my view. So if if people want to argue with me on that, we can. But I see this as a way to take him out, take him out, meaning destroy his reputation and everything before the election, and I think what Trump's trying to do right now, he's trying to he's trying to bring back manufacturing, protect IP. He did the quantitative easing, which is a crack crack addict model, because he has no choice to hopefully keep this until the election, and that's what you have taking place. How much can we destroy the economy so Trump goes out, and like you said, the corpse Biden gets in or Kamala Harris, which was always a plan of the Obamas. The Obamas love. Kamala Harris and Biden, okay? That's been set. You know, families run uh, Washington, D.C., a good mentor have told me, you know, the Clintons, the Romneys, the Bushes, Obamas, you know, it's families who run Washington. So Obamas believe they should should anoint who the king is, and they want to anoint what I've heard is Kamala Harris and Biden, okay? Yep, yep, that's coming.
3: Now I got a question for you. Earlier you were talking about how uh, scientists had to become businessmen and you, you said, uh, oh, you want me to say CO2 causes global warming? I'll say it.
0: So this is pretty interesting, uh, uh, stuff I listen to, uh, especially on this, uh, particular podcast. This guy's got a lot of, uh, good guests on his show. Uh, you know, the one with the doctor that we just listened to, um, You know, this guy is actually running for a a seat on the Senate as well. So, I mean, when you have somebody who's, you know, a a doctor, somebody who's respected, and then B, someone who's going to um, run for a a seat in our political system, I'm 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 listening to him. You know, it seems credible to me, Uh, and especially you know, with this uh, Sam Tripoli, he's he's a comedian but he's also, you know, he's got some some pretty well respected people on his show or in ha- or has and a lot of the uh a lot of the content that he's putting out is is really interesting. I mean, I don't say I buy I don't, I don't buy into all of it, but there there is some interesting stuff that is coming out of this podcast. So anyways, this is going to kind of merge in with a uh interview that I had with a lady named Adrienne, and she's from Washington, and we talk a little bit about her her thoughts on uh, where some of this came from, uh, and then also, I mean, hopefully I don't get in trouble for uh, playing a clip from another uh, show, but it's only to uh, drive you to this other show. Uh, Because of the caliber of guests that they have on and some of the content that they do provide, you know, good, a good source for alternative uh, media, um, you know, stuff, people that are actually reporting good information, uh, investigative journalists uh, that are out there doing great work and not having to uh, be more like, uh, you know, the CNN type of news. I've, I've found that since I've switched over to, to, uh, following certain investigative journalists through listening to other podcasts that, you know, and they all kind of spurred off of Joe Rogan, the information that I get, cause I, I completely tuned out of, uh, mainstream media altogether. And sometimes I'll watch the news, but mostly what I'm watching out here is, um, I have, uh, antenna. And so, I mean, you still get some decent, uh, channels just on, on a regular antenna or digital antenna, but I mean, I, I watch PBS and so, I mean, that's kind of, to me, that's uh, a little bit better than, you know, cause it's not as slanted either way. It's more down the middle, just reporting what's happening. So, yeah, I, I definitely don't, uh, subscribe to mainstream anything anyway so i i we we talk and she gives her views on on some stuff it's a it's about a 30 minute interview so hope you enjoy it so you're up in uh washington state right
1: yeah i am i am in a suburb of seattle and it has been So
0: yeah tell me about that
1: yeah, so uh, I think we felt here the impact of it a little before the rest of the country. <laughs> started to realize that this was spreading a lot faster than we expected and just started to kind of self-quarantine um, just by ourselves. Luckily, I work from home, so that wasn't a huge hardship for me. Um, not nearly as much as a lot of people. But it's definitely been weird.
0: Yeah, I'm I, I wasn't that lucky. I'm one of the ones that has to uh uh I work in construction, so I mean there's no there's no oh. work, working from home.
1: Right. My husband builds fences and so he's in this weird gray area where it's like it's construction, but it's not essential construction, so it's a bit frustrating that he won't be working, even though he's usually in somebody's backyard and nobody sees him. You know?
0: Yeah, the uh the the non essential personnel.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, whatever. This. This. <laughs> yeah. So well, I'll introduce you first. This is, I'm talking to Adrienne. Uh I ran across her on a Facebook uh, group. That uh, was a podcaster's group.
1: Yeah. And a- now just to be obnoxious, I'm going to let you know that it's pronounced Audrienne.
0: Adrian, Okay, Adrienne.
1: <laughs> yes, you would never know that by looking at it. I just have weird French parents.
0: Okay. <laughs> Adrienne. Adrienne, 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 voilà, what is you, <laughs> okay, so now that we got that out of the way, yeah, uh, we we met in a Facebook uh, podcasters group, and you have a podcast, right, or no,
1: I do, it's called That's Allowed, A-L-O-U-D,
0: That's Allowed, and what's that about?
1: So, I am a storyteller and I'm also kind of a story midwife, and I help other people tell their stories, specifically the stories that they're not telling for some reason.
0: Mm, that's interesting. So, you try to drag, so you try to drag, uh, drag, their, I think about their, drag, their I invite them.
1: them. I I give them a platform to finally share something that they have not shared for some reason. And usually it's just because of some kind of emotional block around it. And so we kind of talk through that. But sometimes it's because they're just you know, someone told them not to talk about this, or, you know, there's some reason that they've been holding this back. So we try to get at that, but it's also just kind of about teaching people how to tell a story, like what makes for a good story, how to trim it to a reasonable thing to listen to. (laughs) That makes sense?
0: No, that makes absolute sense because that's one of the the things that people have the hardest time with is cutting to the taste.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think people think, oh, you know, I've got this great story. But then when they try to tell it to you, it's all over the place. And my job is to help them get at the heart of that story. What is the message that you are sending? Who are you sending it to? And why does it matter to you?
0: That's a, that's a, actually not a bad idea because I get, I get caught up in that all the time, especially when I go back. Yeah. As I've, you know, when I first started doing this, um, I ran off of like 26 of them. And then I was like, all right, well, I'll just edit them and put them out. Well, first I, I wasn't editing and then I was like, oh, there's a lot of um, so I got caught up in doing yeah. that and realized that that takes quite a bit of time. And, uh, so I, it
1: does it yeah, really does.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it, it left me with like six hanging, uh, that I still haven't, <laughs> haven't done, but I mean, they're irrelevant by the time I got to them, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, I two, hear that. like two or I heard three that. months later, it's, it's, uh, it's it's not relevant to anything that was happening or anything that i was talking about at the time. Yeah. So, I'm glad
1: that i don't have a current events podcast. I can just release them as they uh as they want to be released.
0: Yeah, well mine's not really current events, but it was just it was annoying to me as i was editing them and, and putting them out and and, and then you know, i start listening like, god, you that that really sounded stupid the way that you said that. And <laughs> You know what I mean? So I, I really. Oh, I totally
1: do. I totally know what you mean. I don't know. I think part of me though gets to this point where I'm just like, you know what? It is what it is. Like sometimes I sound like an idiot, and kind of that's I don't know, relatable. I guess, and I just leave it in.
0: Yeah. Now, now, when I as like, <laughs> as I came back to it, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to start over again because I had like a three month hiatus, and this is what I'm going to do differently, and I'm not going to care about anything that, not even the silly. You know, uh, technical issues that pop up sometimes when somebody will mute right. your Zoom uh, conference because they're using yep, their their yep. telephone, uh, their, <laughs> yep. their smartphone, mm-hmm. and, uh, or
1: the there's a lag, or you know, it's, there's all kinds of stuff that can happen on the internets.
0: Yeah, so I just leave it in. there. I'm like, ah, oh, screw it. Who cares? This <laughs> isn't this isn't a, this isn't a, a, a professional production.
1: <laughs> no, exactly.
0: So, which brings me to the next point as to why we are actually talking. Uh, I put out a, a, a post wanting to talk about different theories, maybe conspiracy theories around the coronavirus. There's a lot of things that are going around out there. And, um, lo, lo and behold, the guy that I'm, I'm going to, uh, interview tomorrow and somebody that I've interviewed before on my show dropped a, You know, drop that line like, hey, dude, don't you think you should be looking at this instead of trying to spread like misinformation and just, you know, your opinions of of uninformed people? (laughs) (laughs) And so I was like, oh, yeah, shit, you kind of got a point there, buddy. Um, But I still want to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: let's be clear. I am not a scientist. Uh, I I am not really an expert on any of this. I just have a theory. Uh, It is my pet theory, and this is just an opinion. So please don't, you know, make any uh, life choices based on this opinion. But my feeling is that the Earth probably just has a population control mechanism built in. That, you know, when the population starts to boom, when you look through history, first, we were hunter-gatherers and we lived in these little, you know, groups, right? Far away from each other. And then we started uh, raising animals and having agriculture. And because of that, our population boomed. And boom, you get the first plague. And that's played out over and over throughout history. Whenever there's a really crowded time in history or we make some kind of industrial leap, then there's a big sickness that usually hits around the same time. And I feel like, especially, you know, when you look at climate change and everything that's been happening on the earth, uh, you know, maybe it's time for the humans to be cut back a little bit, is <laughs> what I'm saying. And I think that uh, this... It's actually saving us, too, because we probably had, according to scientists, about two generations left the way we were going. And now, all of a sudden, everything's shut down. There's a huge drop in carbon emissions. There's a huge drop in uh, pollution around the world because of this virus. So maybe coincidence, maybe by design. Who can say?
0: Hmm. That's definitely a, uh, uh, an interesting one. I mean, I, it would make sense, uh, to a certain extent. I mean, if, and if there's, uh, you know, proof or, you know, if you look back in history and that's actually what's happening, I mean, it, it wouldn't put it past me. I mean, it's not,
1: <laughs> you I wouldn't mean, put it past the earth.
0: Yeah. Well, oh, Gaia, yeah yeah what well, I mean you know there's there's all kinds of weird things that go on in in this world and that that are unexplainable absolutely and uh, we have yeah. no idea or even the things that we do think we have an idea it, you know it it comes out you know ten fifteen twenty years later that it's something different, just like the amount of time that we've been here I think it's i mean the 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 time has changed now, right because they found something else yeah. that dates back to even further than that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, so there's a lot of questions.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> and that just and that, and that goes into other theories. I mean, there's there's things that mm-hmm. can't can't be. Uh, so one one of the things that that really trips me out, and yeah. we'll we'll circle right around back around to what I think about the coronavirus here in a minute. Excellent. But. Uh, one of the things that trips me out a little bit is that when you don't have anything, like when you're up, I, I go up to the mountains, like maybe once a year and I've been doing it for like for the last three years and where there's nothing. I mean, you don't have cell phone service. You don't have, uh, none of that stuff. I mean, I have my phone there, but it's, it's kind of, it's kind of worthless. I mean, there's, there's nothing you yeah. can do with it. And so we were wondering, you know, cause there's two ways to get up there. The first way that we went. Uh, was really kind of rough on my truck and I was like, God, you know, I wonder if the the other mm. way is is easier and you know, we'd been thinking about it for a while, but we weren't didn't want to go and drive down that way and then get stuck down there. So we'd just been thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. And then uh probably about the day before we were gonna leave a guy pulls up and pulls right around down into our little camp area. And he's like, because ho- nobody can really get up there because you have to have a, a four wheel drive to even get to this place. Okay. So that limits the amount of people that can even get there. And so this guy comes and pulls down, I was like, Hey, you got, you mind if I uh, pull my, my kayaks out here and, and go out on the lake? I'm like, no, no, go ahead. That's fine. And I thought to myself, you know what? Maybe, maybe he'll know and so I asked him about the other way coming down. Say, oh yeah, I just came up that way. And, and here it is here, you know, blah, 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 blah. You got to go do this, do that, do that. And so my point is, is whenever you're putting something into the universe and you don't have all of these external things, uh, uh, like radio waves, other things mm-hmm. getting in the way of your thoughts and your transmissions when you're putting things out there. Yeah. Um, we, we have, uh, a telepathic, um, kind of like, like we're wired to do that.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Um,
0: but for some reason, somehow it's, they figured out how to deaden it. So it doesn't work or we all just are in cities where there's just too much going on. But I mean, there's not, there's no coincidence when somebody, when you think about somebody and then they call you. Right. You know, I, or th- there's all kinds of different things. Like I've had other other things happen to me where there's no way that any of this could have happened um, unless there was something else happening.
1: Yeah. Can I tell you something crazy? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, when I was 14 years old, I had like just, just gotten my period, which was a huge deal for me because I was like all my friends had it and I was jealous. So I had a dream like a month later and my daughter came to me and explained that she was going to be my daughter and what her name was. And then uh, lo and behold, here she is. She looks exactly like she looked in that dream. And how do you explain that? That's just bizarre.
0: Yeah. I, I, I (laughs) 100% totally agree with you. You know, the premonition dreams that we have like, Oh, you know, I've been here before.
1: Right. Cuz like right. you had a, you and, it you just dreamed it. Yeah, you just
0: dreamt it. You know, 3 nights ago mm-hmm. and and here it is you're you're having and it again. It so yeah, okay. I I think that that there's a lot about us that has been um hidden.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, I would agree.
0: That you know we, what what we are, um what we're capable of. You know, all that stuff right. that all that stuff that's hidden down in the uh in the basement of the Vatican. Mm-hmm. That's a good place to start looking. <sighs> <laughs>
1: I've actually been to the basement of the Vatican. It's much more boring than you would think.
0: No, well, they're hiding <laughs> something down there.
1: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they have like a secret area. I'm just saying, like the basement is actually a bunch of like old statues covered in cloth.
0: <laughs> mm. Well, there's some, there's some tablets somewhere that that say what we were like the. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I listen to these uh <laughs> these uh conspiracy theorists uh or not well, theorists but if you conspiracy want to podcast. Yeah,
1: but if you want to look for that stuff you have to go further back. You have to go to like um the uh Sumerians. Right?
0: True. Um but but I mean where does all of that stuff end up? You know, cuz the first thing like even when we yeah. went we went to uh all these wars that we've been having and going to and doing things um the first places that they go when they topple one of these places is for their their art and and all of that stuff to either steal it or try to destroy it,
1: yeah absolutely,
0: you know what are they trying to destroy? What are they trying to hide? why you know there's 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 a few different things that are going on when we go to these places. It's not yeah. just the surface thing that you're that we're being told there's other reasons yeah. too,
1: oh definitely, I agree
0: you know so coronavirus yeah i've read
2: <laughs>
0: a few different things uh the the most interesting one that i read was mm-hmm. uh 5g and the release of uh 5g in a lot of these areas like wuhan uh mm-hmm. up in your area did did 5g just get rolled out here not too long ago
1: um possibly you know i'm not sure
0: Okay, so it said that the millimeter waves that they use for 5G, because it's not the normal uh, radio waves that Mm -hmm. 4G run on, it's something completely different. Yeah. But it mimics uh, in humans the same symptoms that the coronavirus has. Whoa. So they're saying that this coronavirus is just like a, I don't know, like, a a facade basically to hide the, what's really going on. I don't know if I buy that.
1: Yeah. Seems a bit far fetched, but I would, I would buy that 5g is having an effect on our bodies that we're not aware of yet. Yeah. I would buy that.
0: Yeah. That, that is a good one. Uh, another one is the, uh, economy and all that Trump and and everything that has to do with him and trying to unseat him and <laughs> i mean that's uh, i don't know man the government just can't seem to do anything right so i i mean <laughs> right. i unless it's somebody other than the government
1: yeah like there's no way they're that well organized no it's just not possible like especially not the dems <laughs> like they just they don't they don't play dirty enough for that like they just you know like sometimes i wish they would but they just don't
0: <laughs> no you mean like bernie who's oh uh, uh, joel biden's my friend we're friends right and, and, dude <laughs> the guy doesn't give a shit about you I, do you want to yeah. win or not i was listening yeah. to jimmy door and and, <sighs> and uh he had some funny stuff on him
1: man so what, politics yeah don't get me started
0: well, I mean, dude, we have a we have a perfect storm of things that are are going on right now.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, yep. I mean, perfect shitstorm.
0: Yeah, it could it could spin out of control into something that none of us wants.
1: It probably will. I just don't know the degree. <laughs> I mean, I think this this shit storm has only just begun. I really think so.
0: The, the virus one or the the social one?
1: The All of the fallout that is going to follow this is going to be massive, massive. And I'm not just talking economically. Like, this will change our system permanently. It has to.
0: So permanently changing, meaning that that the lights are on and people are, like, finally waking up and going, okay, I see the bullshit. None of this shit is real. You know what I mean? You've got the the right and the left are both in collusion. You know, they're both, <laughs> there's no such thing as I to... hope
1: so. I mean, here's hoping. Here's hoping that's what happens, you know? That would be nice.
0: I don't know, man. Instead of like
1: roving bandits and, you know, <laughs> anarchy, chaos. We'll see.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, look at all the people that are, are lining up to go get guns right now.
1: I know. A lot.
0: Everybody oh. is going to arm themselves.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, what I see coming is probably a civil war, which sucks. And I hate to say that because, you know, I was raised Quaker and I hate war. But I just don't see another way for this system to, like, end. Do you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. You mean not without overthrowing them? Because yeah. they're cause you've got the Mitch McConnells in there that the only way that you can... Unless
1: they all die have coronavirus, yeah. which, you know, they're the right age. Just saying.
0: Man, probably not. They—that's why they're still all walking. Not with our luck. No, they—they've got a cure, and all of them have it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's why—that's why why they're
0: shaking hands with everybody. They're not—they're not doing their uh, six-foot distancing. You know, they're all just you Mm -hmm. know him and hawing over there, and trying to listen to that dude is very, (laughs) very difficult. Like, yes, I think he's funny, and some of the stuff that he says is funny. I sorry, as a dude, and uh, and a stoner. Some of the shit that he says is hilarious. All right. And how he says it to people, like, <laughs> I mean, I, I know why people like him because a lot of people wish that they could just say the same shit that he was saying to some people. Right. You know, right. And, and, and like, I get it. Now on the flip side of that,
2: mm-hmm. just,
0: just trying, it's, it hurts yeah. trying to listen to him go around and around and, and like going nowhere he's like he's like that he's like that he's like that busy guy work at work that you know that doesn't mm-hmm, do shit mm-hmm. but but whenever yep. you're looking at him he's busy and just moving just frantic he's, he's yep. doing his job yep uh, that's what mm-hmm. he reminds me of
1: yeah it's all about him it is all about him everything he does is about him it's about his ego it's about his you know uh the w- the way this makes him look that's all he cares about
0: oh yeah i know he's but, made
1: that abundantly clear
0: well you you he saw that tonight he went yeah. on he went on a little tangent about something and i was like what what yeah. why are you worried like he gets so defensive about everything mm-hmm. and yeah. like has to has to lash out or you know, like put you in your place instead of just being like, Oh, fuck you. Whatever. Next. He's got a
1: very fragile (laughs) ego.
0: Yeah. That's, that's crazy. (laughs) There's, there's way more things that are are important than the stuff that he's choosing to, uh, harp on, which I don't are. Is, is that relief uh, package going to help you in any way?
1: Mm, Doubtful. (laughs) I am self-employed, so I apparently don't count. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, you were supposed there there's supposed to be something in there for for you. Did you file your taxes last year?
1: Yes, I did. So, okay, good. If Actually, you, when I filed my taxes last year, I believe I was still at an office job, so perhaps that is how I will be.
0: Yeah, so if you if, if your taxes last year in 2018 2019. No, mm-hmm. it has to be 2018 cuz our 2019 just got extended.
1: That's right. Yeah, it's 2018.
0: So, your 2018 whatever your tax uh deal was then if it was under seventy five thousand, then woohoo! Oh yeah, you get oh, twelve yeah, hundred bucks. <laughs> woohoo! But for the people that live in the expensive states like California, New York, and uh,
1: oh, Washington's an expensive state too. Do not get me wrong. No. I just did not make more than seventy five thousand dollars last year. <laughs> yeah.
0: I did, so I'm not getting any any relief, uh, and neither yeah. are a lot of people uh, in California. I mean, hundred thousand dollars here. Yeah doesn't go yeah. far i yeah. mean it's uh especially living in the bay area with seattle's yep. almost is probably almost oh, yeah. expensive nuts. as as the bay area
1: mm-hmm. maybe not
0: close. as but uh, i mean it's another yeah. one of those uh tech hubs right yep yeah, so exactly <laughs> it's doomed what so what do you do for work
1: well i am a brand voice consultant and uh a a content writer and I also a a voiceover artist and a podcaster. So basically what I do is I help people figure out what their brand voice is, like their authentic brand voice, not just like, what do I think my customers want to hear? But like, this is my value. This is what I really bring to the table. And then I create content in that voice for them. And sometimes I literally voice it for them.
0: Wow. You're like a one-stop shop.
1: I am a one-stop shop.
0: You're like, I will, <laughs> I will take your, uh, idea and show you how to have a voice for it.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: That's funny. I, I, uh, went to, uh, take, I took voice lessons for, a, or voice acting lessons for a little while with, a, uh, lady in San Francisco. Last name's Clark. Uh, I don't know. She's been in the business for a while. I just, uh, I you know what? I, I just didn't want to do that. <laughs> there you I, go. I, I didn't want to Lesson go. Was your thing? Well, no, I just didn't want to go through the whole that whole thing, you know what I mean? Because I knew yeah. that there was Oh, I totally know you. I I knew that there was other ways that you could go about getting into it. I with podcasting, I mean, that's right. you, you don't all you got to have is your own equipment and a little bit of YouTube knowledge and <laughs> you know, you're on your way.
1: Yeah. If I had just had my home equipment, I don't think I would have been able to make a very good, uh, reel. I am really glad that I did have some studio work that I could use for the reel. That definitely helps. Just because of the recording quality, you know, makes yeah. you sound better.
0: Yeah. No, I, 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 I get that. I actually had, uh, one of my episodes, I think was number five. Uh, I had a voice actress on, uh, her name's, uh, Melissa Sheldon, I think. Hmm. And she's a voice actress and she was telling me all the different ways, uh, to, to go about going around that whole.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That whole thing.
0: Yeah. And, uh, (laughs) and so I did actually. And I landed a few parts on, uh, from casting call club or one of those, one of those, uh, those online ones.
1: Yeah.
0: And it was cool. I mean, it was like, all right. Right on it. What she says works. (laughs) I always, uh, if I was going to do it, I think I would, uh, I would rather do uh, books, audio books.
1: Yeah. Audio books is where it's at. Definitely. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, you don't, you can, it's like, it's not, I don't know, man. Well, I've never done it, but I, I would, I would think as thinking about it, that it would just be a little bit more chill It's
1: definitely more chill. You get a lot less specific direction, so you can be a lot more creative with it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And And uh the long form, it's kind of meditative, you know, it's like once you get into the the rhythm of the reading of it, it's really nice.
0: Yeah, that's, I what, enjoy it. that's what I was thinking. But when I was going to do the, uh, to sign up to do it, it I just, did, I didn't understand what the link, what the, the language was. Like, you know, what yeah. the, what the price, the media oh, yeah, the median that- price for, you know, what is it a thousand words, a hundred words, you know, cause they all ask for that.
1: Yeah. Or what yeah. you're willing
0: to accept for per word. I know,
1: it's hard. I that it's the part of it that I find most annoying as well. It's like how do you charge for this? I don't really know. What I settled on is 5 cents a word. That seems to work pretty well.
0: Oh yeah, and people are yeah. people... Especially
1: when you're doing um, you know, audiobooks like long narr- narrations, you know, it's really nice cuz people don't necessarily know how many minutes of finished audio they want. They just know how many words their book has.
0: Yeah, yeah. So if
1: you do a per word charge, I find that really useful.
0: Oh, that's cool. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually thinking now I got a lot of time on my hands. I'm like, hmm.
1: Absolutely. I bet a lot of people are thinking
0: that. <laughs> I'm like, I got some, I got some equipment. It seems mm-hmm. to work for me. Maybe I should try it yep. again. Yeah. All right. Well, go ahead and plug your podcast one more time and tell people where they can find you and any, any of your social media or anything that you want to put out there.
1: Absolutely. So it's That's Allowed and it's spelled A-L-O-U-D. So it's a little pun there. And uh, my website is also www.thatsallowed.com. You can find me on Facebook at That's Allowed. Uh, You can also find a group that I have called Living Allowed, That's Allowed, where I give people exercises to help them uh, live out loud for free. So there you go.
0: All right. Well, that sounds good. And I'm uh, glad that we made contact. Uh, I may have you uh, on again at some point down the road. Sure.
1: Yeah.
0: You. you... I've always
1: got opinions. That's
0: good. I've always <laughs> got questions. <laughs> and I've, I got a ton of my own opinions too. <laughs> yeah. All right.
1: Stories and opinions got plenty
0: yeah well that's good i'm gonna have you back on and we'll uh, we'll talk about some more
1: fabulous
0: all right well it's good talking to you bye you too thanks for listening to the show and thanks to audrian that was a fun conversation great voice by the way as well it was easy to listen to so as always, you can find her information in the show notes, anywhere that uh, she's at and has shared with me will be down uh, in the show notes, as well as where to find the clip that I shared uh, of the Tinfoil Hat podcast with Dr. Shiva uh, and Sam Tripoli and Eddie Bravo, uh, and all their information will be in the show notes as well. The reason why I am sharing, uh, bites of different, uh, things that I listen to is that I f- think, uh, it, to me, it's like I'm just retweeting, uh, you know, a podcast, uh, bite or clip that resonates with me or I find interesting. And I want to share that with, uh, the listeners out there and maybe you didn't know about some of this stuff and, you know, it might pique your interest and maybe it won't either way. Uh, I think sharing information is how we're going to get through, uh, this, um, you know, situation that we're in this time that we're in, uh, everybody's having a lot of time to reflect and think about what they can do differently or how they can, help or or be an impact uh to how things are going to uh shape themselves for the future so i don't think that this is a bad thing i think that if we use our time wisely and reflect on on what we could be doing differently with ourselves you know we have behaviors all of us that that you know are possibly not healthy or detrimental to, um, yourself in some way, this is a good time to look at those things and, you know, see what you can do differently or how you can, uh, mitigate some of your own character defects, faults, uh, uh, stuff that you struggle with. And I think if we all use this time to, to reflect as much as you can, when we come back out of this, I think the landscape will be a little bit nicer uh, to experience socially. And hopefully it stays that way and it doesn't, you know, I know once things go back to normal and, and you know, business as usual, uh, hopefully we can carry this into that and continue it. So uh, there's going to be. A few more episodes that I'm going to shoot out uh, after the first. I'm at my limit here for, uh, I guess, how many megabytes that I can upload. Uh, so this will be the last one f- for this month of March. And then as soon as the first hits, I'll probably have, you know, three or four more to drop as I'm continuing to find more interesting people to talk to randomly uh, and, and scheduled, uh, coming up, I have, uh, one, one from another podcaster. Uh, I have, I talked to a, uh, a, a cellist, uh, who had some sort of came up with some sort of disease that, that, ended her career as a cellist, uh, you know, uh, cause her hand got tremors and how she, you know, got through that and what she's doing to, uh, help other people that experience, uh, things like that. And then also from the uh, episode 13, I'm talking again to Eric Maddox and he checks in about where he is since we, uh, last spoke, uh you know what part of the world is he exploring now and uh reporting on in things that are happening uh on the other side of the world right now in europe i think uh specifically in greece or somewhere near greece is where he's at and he, he checks in about what's going on in those areas as far as like the um refugee camps uh in morea so that's a good one. I had a great conversation with him and that'll be releasing as well. So plenty of stuff to, uh, look forward to. And like I said, I'm, I'm working trying to get, uh, more people to, uh, come on the show and interview and, uh, share with you. And the last thing is, uh, how you can help the show. So if you know somebody that, uh, you think could benefit from listening to this show, refer them. Uh, that's a good way to help the show. Uh, another way that you can help the show is by, uh, going to iTunes or wherever platform that you listen on and, uh, rate and review. Those are always, uh, good ways, uh, to help the show in, in getting ratings. Also, it actually gives me feedback as well as to how I'm doing, how, how this show is being received. I'd like to grow the audience and I'm trying my best. So I gotta, make sure I stay consistent. But I mean, we're at 2,500 downloads right now. So I mean, that's not too bad. We need to get them up to about 10,000. And uh, then I can start having this thing pay for itself. uh, And that would be nice. So anyways, that's you want to help the show. That's a good way to do it. Actually, just go if you uh, if if you want to get contact me. The best way to do that is through uh, Linktree, and I will put a link to my Linktree in the show notes. As always, uh, stay true to yourself. Keep it 100. Everything else is just noise. <laughs>